Welcome to the Patient Growth Accelerator Podcast, a podcast created for doctors and practice managers who want to amplify their brand and accelerate growth at their practice. If your goal is to attract more patients online and retain them for life, then you've come to the right place. I'm going to show you how you can captivate potential patients, connect them to your services, and convert them into new returning patients year after year. This episode is brought to you by Visual Vibe Studios, a video production, branding, and medical marketing agency for doctors. Hi there, welcome to another episode of the Patient Growth Accelerator podcast. Today, we're talking about how to improve your patient experience, and I'm going to give you an eight-step checklist that you can take away and actively start applying today. So for anyone who's new to the Patient Growth Accelerator podcast, I'm your host, Shanice Linton, and I help physicians, nurses, estheticians, pretty much healthcare or aesthetic business owners that struggle to stay competitive online or find themselves wasting time and money testing different content marketing strategies just to see if they work. This podcast was created to help people like you grow and scale your business with actionable brand and marketing strategies that any business owner or entrepreneur can actually use to increase your online presence and accelerate growth at your business. Okay, so let's dive right into today's episode, which is going to cover everything you need to know about how to improve your patient experience with an eight-step checklist. And I'm also going to give you guys a couple free downloads, which you can access at any time if you go to the patient growth accelerator forward slash downloads URL. So that's patientgrowthaccelerator.com forward slash downloads. So it's easy to get carried away into perfecting your skill and delivering amazing patient results, especially when you're passionate about what you do. But what about the other interactions that patients have with your brand? What is their patient experience like and could it use some improvement on your end? I'm going to share an eight-step checklist on how to improve your patient experience so that current and future patients will want to keep coming back to you later on. Because the key with online marketing, but content marketing specifically, is to not only attract, but to retain your patients so that they keep coming back for repeat business with you. And if you guys keep following this podcast, you'll realize that content marketing are what um, is one of the key strategies that I personally believe in and back throughout this entire podcast because it works much more significantly and for a fraction of the cost than any other online marketing strategy. Um, but pulling it back into this episode specifically, enhancing your patient experience is going to be a team effort that extends both in person and online. So how do you ensure that your enthusiasm, your politeness, and the quality of your work extends throughout your practice or your business and onto your team as well? Because it's not just something that you can do as a business owner. You're going to have to make sure that every single person on your team is on board and that they are pulling their weight and are extending this amazing patient experience effort with you as well. So patient experience is extremely important when it comes down to increasing revenue growth and patient retention at your business. In fact, 86% of patients are willing to pay more for a high quality patient experience. 86%. That's a pretty high percentage. 
and was pulled from a statistical report from thedoctorsanswer.com. So the first step in improving your patient experience is to create an easy and accessible online appointment scheduling system. In 2021, I can't imagine how many practices, medical spas, um, just businesses in general are still having patients or customers call in to book an appointment. That's very frustrating for your customers. Just put yourselves in their shoes. Would you like to call in every single time you need to book an appointment um, for a specific service, whether it's your dentist or your esthetician or your plastic surgeon? This can be very frustrating and can negatively impact your patient's experience. So my first item on this eight-step checklist is to create an easy and accessible online appointment scheduling system to eliminate the frustration of having them actually call in or visit you just to get this appointment scheduled on your system. So let's dive into that a little bit deeper. Online appointment scheduling is no longer a luxury, but a priority. I mean, look at what happened last year during COVID, the COVID-19 pandemic, because patients want the convenience of choosing their own appointments based on their schedule and their availability. They want to have more control over their experience online. So if you want to improve your patient experience, consider offering easy and accessible online appointment scheduling. Patients like the flexibility about being able to book, edit, reschedule, or cancel their appointments whenever they like without going through your business or um the person running your front desk, your receptionist, or experiencing the inconvenience of calling in every single time they need to schedule an appointment. Just take a look at these statistics, um, which I pulled from WP Booking Plugins. So 42% of patients prefer to book appointments online. 77% of patients think that they have the ability to book, cancel, or change appointments. 77% of patients think that having the ability to book, cancel, or change appointments online are very important. And 64% of patients are seen to use self-scheduling in the coming years. This also means understanding demand and preparing for it by having enough available appointments based on historical same-day demand is also important. And guys, offering online appointment scheduling to enhance your patient experience is not only going to benefit your patients, your team will love you for it as well. Just switching to this innovative patient experience will also help you internally streamline your operational processes, making it so much easier for your team to schedule patient appointments. And it provides a digital system that provides transparency allowing everyone to see the day-to-day appointments and patients expected to come into your business each, each week. And you can also track patient access and review data if you have a scheduling system, hopefully a good one that allows you to see this data, um, that gives you specific insights like which patients frequently cancel or reschedule their appointments. And this type of insight can show you which patients require phone call appointment confirmations because one of the most frustrating things in the industry is to have customers that just don't show up to these scheduled appointments because time is so valuable, especially in what you guys are doing. Um, so this system allows you to see things like 
uh, trends in specific customers who don't show up for their appointments. And that way you can actually reach out to these people specifically and, um, you know, just verbally confirm instead of having automation do that. And speaking about automations, this brings me to number two in our um, eight-step checklist on how to improve your patient experience. So number two is to create automated appointment confirmations and reminders. So in addition to having an online appointment scheduling system set up for your business, you should also set up automated appointment confirmations and reminders that complement your scheduling system and provide an added layer of eternal efficiency for your business. Patients missing or canceling appointments at the very last minute is so frustrating, but we're also humans and it happens. So it's good to kind of set something up to accommodate for this, you know, inconvenience. The good news is that you can set up automated reminders and confirmations to help reduce the frequency of this happening. So before their appointment, consider sending them an appointment reminder email or text, um, whichever works best for your business. Um, typically, I personally, from the customer perspective, I prefer um, text message for appointments specifically, appointment reminders, especially with um, what whether it's uh, uh, my doctor's appointments or spas, but this is just me. I'm just one random case study out of like a million. But um, personally, just receiving the text makes it a little bit more urgent um, and gets to me a lot faster than email, even though I do check my emails very constantly throughout the day. Text messaging just has a way of, um, especially with appointment reminders, I think they're a little bit more effective in that sense. So sending these appointment reminders via email or text um, will give your customers enough time to prepare for the appointment and to make sure that they arrive on time. And this will also help improve your patient experience and show your customers how efficient you are. You actually went out of your way to remind them. And majority of these customers don't realize that these are automated um, appointment reminders, especially if you personalize the copy, the text within the reminder sometimes it may come off as like an actual person is reaching out to you to make sure that you're coming to this appointment um so that adds a little that adds a nice personal touch to your appointment reminders if you can personalize the copy to make it sound like hey sandra um we're looking forward to seeing you at your dental appointment this tuesday at 2 p.m please let me know if you have any questions and then you can signature it with your um you know, your patient coordinator's name or whoever's um, the best person to contact for this appointment. Um, but that helps a lot as well because then your patients will see and think, oh, wow, they actually went out of their way to um, ensure that I'm going to be attending this appointment. So I don't want to disappoint this person who just sent me this text. Um, that Now, this won't happen all the time, but it does help uh, kind of give your, your patients a little bit of a nudge to remember that, hey, Please show up for this appointment out of respect for, you know, my business and you also book this appointment because obviously you need the service, <laughs> but in a nice, friendly and polite way, of course. Okay, so moving on to item number three, which is that patient paperwork should be accessible online. I'll say that again. 
So step number three is patient paperwork should be accessible online. Just think how much more patients you could see each day if you provided your patients with an online link to complete all required paperwork online. All of this info will have to be entered digitally at some point anyway, so why not have your patients complete the form remotely so that it can be digitally stored in your customer relationship management system? Remember, this podcast is going to help you work smarter, not harder. And this tip right here is so solid. Like this is so valuable in the sense that it will make your your business internally be so much more efficient if you just have your, you, you know, before their appointment, just have them send them a link and some sort of automated email that directly asks them to submit whatever paperwork they need before the appointment online. So as they come in, um, you know, it's smooth sailing. They'll come in, the paperwork's already done, allowing you to see more patients and provide your patients with a more secure method of submitting their sensitive information um, remotely. So this is a, another tip. I, I'm still going to practices and spas and places that are still asking me to fill out sensitive paperwork, uh, paperwork that contains sensitive information in the middle of a, a waiting room and you know, especially with COVID, like people don't want to touch papers and pens and they don't want to touch too many things anymore. And, you know, it's very inconvenient. So again, we're trying to improve your patient experience. And this is one strategy that can actively help you. You can, impl- you can apply this like today and you'll see tremendous um, growth in your patient retention and feedback Um when you start enhancing these small, subtle things that we look over every single day that could make such a huge impact in your patient's experience. If you ultimately want to improve your patient experience and have no idea where to start and you don't have an effective um, patient retention strategy in place, then you definitely want to register to Patient Growth Accelerator Academy today. In my online membership program, you'll get access to all of my online courses, as well as all of the downloadables, the free guides and assessments. And I will personally guide you towards understanding the secret brand and marketing strategies behind attracting and retaining more patients. Patient Growth Accelerator Academy is designed to empower people like you with an actionable roadmap, one-on-one support, and in-depth practical training and resources that you'll need to be more successful at what you do. So if you spent countless hours trying to figure this thing out, trying to enhance your patient experience, and you're frustrated and tired of getting little to no results, then register today at patientgrowthaccelerator.com or click the link in my show notes below. So number four, politely, politely respond to patient queries as soon as possible. Now, I use the word politely here specifically because a lot of businesses do respond to patient queries, um, but they're not doing it politely and they're not doing it quickly. So let's back up on that word politely. Now, responding to patient queries is a must, but the way that you respond to your patient queries can make all the difference. 
If you have a dedicated person or someone who has the time to do this, that's great. Um, but I definitely recommend investing in someone who can make this a dedicated task on their daily to-do list at your business. And I want them, you, I want you to guide them in, towards taking the time to actively respond to these messages as soon as they come in in a very polite manner. And it also helps to personalize it with the uh, the patient's first name. So if someone comes in and is like, hey, how much does this cost? Or even if they're like, you know, asking a question and it just seems a little bit rude or um, just not like a super polite query to your business, you still want to return a response to that person as soon as possible in a very polite manner. I know it sounds annoying that, you know, these people are so rude and insensitive and messaging my business in this way and I don't like it and whatever. But at the same time, it's your duty as a business owner or as a brand to ignore all of that nonetheless and still respond in a very polite manner because it's only going to help your business grow in the long run. So when a message comes in, um, you definitely want to respond with their first name. Hi, Amy. Um, I appreciate you reaching out to our business. I'm available to answer any questions that you have. Um, whatever the question is, you respond immediately. Um, you provide in a solution. If you don't have a solution, you immediately go and find one. You ask whoever it is at the business, whatever question this person is asking. You ask them for advice like, hey, I don't know. How to respond to this message can you help me out here really need to get back to them asap you know so politely respond to patient queries as soon as possible because ultimately the biggest way to tarnish your brand's reputation is to be unresponsive or impolite so make sure that you and your team are investing time on responding to messages and phone calls as friendly as possible and as quickly as possible and this this means responding to social media leads emails website inquiries answering phone calls with enthusiasm introducing yourself to the patients and just being helpful and willing to answer all of their questions and again if you don't have the answer to the question get it and never say no to a patient um and if this patient comes into the practice, make sure you make good eye contact with them and you smile um, and you listen for and look for cues from your patient. So if they seem restless, be reassuring. If they are worried, be comforting and confident. At the end of the patient's interaction, make sure you ask them if there is anything else that you can do for them before they even leave. Um, just go above and beyond. It will make all the difference. So your job and the patient's experience depend on every member of the team putting your patient's needs first. Okay, so that brings us to number five. So number five is to share helpful content on social media and your website. So social media is the perfect way to connect with your new and existing patients. As more online users continue to turn to social media to learn more about brands and what they have to offer, it's very important that you consistently show up with valuable content. You can post videos, graphics, blogs, or um, audio snippets from a podcast if you have one, uh, but just posting material from, you can, you know, curate it from material that you use on your website and post like short snippets of that material. 
um, on your social media platforms. Uh, obviously, I want you to have a more dedicated strategy towards this, but just sh- the ultimate task here is to share helpful content on social media and your website so your patients know that one your brand is active two they can actively engage with your brand because generally they'll feel more like that you're more likely to respond to any queries that they have through these platforms that are constantly being updated and it keeps them connected to your business as well so another uh, a benefit of, of, of um, sharing helpful content on social media is that it also gives your audience and your patients visual proof that you know what you're doing and you can do it well. So this is where I like to recommend posting educational content to boost your credibility and your knowledge of your field and your industry and your expertise. Um, and also credibility based on results. So if you can post patient testimonials, before and after progress photos, or even screenshots of your patient reviews from Google or Facebook or wherever you're getting them on Yelp, um, this is a great way to promote brand credibility um, and your, your the results that your patients are achieving, are, are receiving, and they're happy with their results. You want to pay, post all of that type of content on your social media and on your website. So I do want to um, bring this up, though, with websites specifically. I notice um, a lot of medical practices don't update their websites as frequently which is fine i know that you 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 probably don't have a dedicated person who is actively updating your website content um and that's where social media comes in because social media is something that you should be updating at minimum once a week websites you know some people update their website once a year some people do it every month and some people do it every week now again that depends on your um how much available resources you have at your your business by the end of the day i don't want your patients to go to your website and see a contact number or an email address or even an address to visit your practice or your your, your business and it's inaccurate so you want to make sure that the information on your website's correct um, correct and current. You want to make sure that the address is correct, the hours are correct, the contact number is correct, the people who are working at your business are current. You know, a lot of people don't update their team or employee page as frequently as they should. And um, this is something that you just want to go in every now and then do a quality check and make sure that the services are right. You know, if you're not no longer offering a service, it shouldn't no longer be on your website, that sort of thing. So um, definitely go in with your website specifically and just make sure all of that information is pretty accurate. I also like to say that your website is your digital brochure. So um, you always want to make sure that that's up to date and that it's current so that if people... Um, who don't have access to your business um, uh, locally, you know, if they go on your social media or your website and they, and, and they want to pull this information that it's all up to date and correct. So um, definitely do that and share helpful content on your social media as well um, to boost your, your brand credibility and to show people a visual proof that you know what you're doing and that you can do it well. Okay, so number six is to send emails to keep your patients engaged online. So it's no secret that 
you guys have a pretty hefty email list. I know if um, for a customer-based service business, um, whether it's a practice or spa, most of you, if not all of you, directly ask your your patients and your customers for their email address when they come um, to your business, which is a good practice. So I definitely recommend that if you're not doing that, that you do start collecting email addresses through your intake forms. Um, but what are you doing with those emails? I know, um, some of you are probably like, oh yeah, I'm already sending newsletters. That's great. But for those who aren't, you want to jump on that. You want to start sending emails to keep your patients engaged with your business. Keep them in the know of like what's going on. Are there any new announcements, new services, new specials? This is something that I'm always checking for brands that I'm actively engaging with. So, um, you know, I like... I like Apple and I like Google and I like I like a lot of brands. And when I see their emails come in, I, I actually click to open them to see are there any new announcements, any new products, specials, that sort of thing. Um, so your patients are the same way, you know, as they know and come to love your brand. They're going to want to keep they're going to want you to keep them updated with all of the new activities and things happening at your business. And not to mention, email marketing is proven to be one of the most affordable and effective online marketing strategies for brands, especially in the healthcare and aesthetics industry. So email marketing is a great way to build a one-on-one relationship with current and potential patients. When you create well-written and engaging newsletters, your um your audience gets to know like and trust your brand and people generally tend to buy from brands that they trust so think each time an email is sent to your email list awareness of your company your products or your services is reinforced and this helps to keep your company's name top of mind when it comes to making a purchase so if your goal is to improve your patient experience then definitely consider sending engaging emails to your audience at least once per month so I believe the podcast just before this one, and you can find it on um, our podcast website URL, um, this episode covers everything you need to know about sending emails that your customers will want to engage with. So to find this episode all about boosting your email open rate um, and getting your patients to engage with your email marketing campaigns, um, you can find it in the description underneath this episode. I'm going to link to it down in the show notes. Okay, so number seven, wrapping up, getting close to number eight. Number seven is to send patient surveys for feedback. So a great way to get insight into what your patients think about your business and get clarity on how to improve your patient experience is to send out patient surveys for feedback right after their appointment. Well, not immediately like the second after their appointment, but you're going to want to time it based on uh, the most efficient practice for your business. And you can test this out. You can do it like 30 minutes after, day after, two days after, and kind of see which one works best for you. Um, But definitely start sending patient surveys for feedback. So you can also use email marketing to send out these surveys and set them up as automations so that you're not manually sending them out each time you see a new or existing patient. Surveys can be crafted based on the questions that you like to get feedback on from your patients. And I'm going to give you a few examples that you can ask. 
So you can ask your patients, how did they find the experience of booking an appointment with you? If you have an online system, online booking system, this question would work well. If you just switch to one, this would work excellent in comparing your results based on how patients felt before, um, before when they had to do it manually versus now with your online system set up. Um, but generally, this is just a great question to ask because if they're not enjoying the experience of booking appointments, you may want to go in and tweak that. Number two, you can ask your patients if your staff or if, if your team is empathetic to your needs. Um, again, this is a yes or no response type of question. And based on the response here, you may want to meet with your team and work on that. If it's negative and if it's positive, congratulate them, of course. Um, so number three, how long did you have to wait until the doctor or nurse or specialist attended to you? Or is there a long wait time? This is something you want to look into, if, again, if it's negative. Uh, if your patients are waiting 30 minutes to see someone, that's not great because they may go to your competitor down the street who's a lot faster than you. So you may want to figure out internally, why do my patients have such long wait times before they see a provider? Another question is, how happy are you with your provider's treatment? So this is a great question because a lot of patients may see a provider and they may walk away with an unsatisfactory experience based on what the provider actually told them about the initial problem. Maybe they felt like, oh, I got these answers on Google. I just wasted all this money for this thing that I kind of figured out myself without a medical degree, like you don't want that. So um, this would be a great follow-up question to just figure out if you're giving enough value to your patients during their treatment or their appointment. Another question is, how satisfied are you with the results? Again, this is, can be a, you know, a response as simple as I'm very satisfied or not satisfied at all. Of course, if they're not satisfied, you definitely want to follow up with that patient and probably offer them like um, some sort of discounted special or something to kind of win back their business and win back their trust because um, you know, they could easily run away after that if they're if it's a negative experience, of course. And then another question to ask could be, how likely are you to recommend us to your friends and family? And of course, if this person says, I would love to recommend you to my friends and family, you may want to put them in your uh, your loyalty campaign email list sequence so that you can start reaching out to them with referral specials and rewards so that they can start referring you to their friends and families they said they would here. Um, so that's a great way to segment your, your list based on people more likely to give you a referral and target them with referral programs and rewards. Another question you can ask is, how would you rate us with five being the highest rated? So you can do it based on that sort of sequence. And then what are things you think we should improve on? And here you can create like a checklist of responses that you think may be issues that you could improve on, but you just want the patients kind of clarify or expand on that. Um, but again, these questions, you don't have to make it 10 questions. You can be as little as three, but just, you know, each business is different. Look at the problems that you think may arise. Um, at your 
your business and just think of things that may affect your patient's experience in a negative way and directly ask your patients about those questions that you have and have them give their responses based on what they're experiencing right now because that's what really matters and you're only trying to enhance their experience um, and the best way to get feedback on that would be from your patients directly so definitely send out some surveys to um, improve on your patient experience based on their feedback all right, so number eight and the final item in your eight-step checklist on how to improve your patient experience would be to take some time to review what your patients are saying about their experience. And they can, you know, you may have reviews set up on Google or Facebook or Yelp, whatever platform you're using. You want to, you know, whether it's you as a business owner or a dedicated person on your team or if it's your practice manager, just definitely sit down and go through those reviews um, once a month would be great just to see what people are saying. And Google is great for this because Google actually gives you keywords that frequently show up in your reviews. So like for my marketing agency, Visual Vibe Studios specifically, Google shows us trends and responses in the reviews for things like professional, strategic, helpful. These are keywords that Google sees very often in each person's reviews and pushes those keywords to the top. Of course, you want those keywords to be positive and not negative words. So, um, so that's kind of a cool feature with the Google reviews, but more specifically or more generally, go through all of your reviews and just, you know, look at all of the feedback that you're getting from your patients on these different platforms. Um, I didn't see any results from this very expensive treatment. I The customer service was so terrible. I, I, I can't imagine myself going back to this place. Like these are a little bit more extreme negative ones, but nonetheless, you just want to go through, you know, if it's negative, you want to reach out to that patient specifically and, um, figure out how you can improve on their experience or you know try to win back their business if it's positive you want to definitely congratulate your team on the positive feedback that you're getting but definitely go through your reviews with a fine tooth comb and um this is a great way to determine if your your patient truly has had a great experience with your business and if they did, they will definitely want to share it with others. And the same is true for negative patient experiences. If they had a negative one, they are going to tell people how negative it was so that their friends and family stay away. And we don't want that. So, um, and you have numerous websites that you can list your, your business on to receive reviews from your patients. So, um, Again, definitely ask a member of your team to review these sites for feedback on patient interactions with your staff about your results, the patient results, and the quality and overall experience at your business. So now you have eight steps that you can use to guide you towards improving your patient experience, both in person and online. But remember that this is a team effort. So make sure that everyone who represents your brand is aware of what your goal is and the necessary steps required to get there. So thanks for tuning in to this episode 
um, of the Patient Growth Accelerator podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please definitely subscribe to the podcast and let me know in the comments um, what you found most valuable or um, if you can leave a rating or review underneath the podcast just to let people know how much you're enjoying it. Thanks again. And for the links to all free downloads from this podcast, you can go to patientgrowthaccelerator.com forward slash downloads. If you ultimately want to improve your patient experience and have no idea where to start and you don't have an effective Um, patient retention strategy in place, then you definitely want to register to Patient Growth Accelerator Academy today. In my online membership program, you'll get access to all of my online courses, as well as all of the downloadables, the free guides and assessments. And I will personally guide you towards understanding the secret brand and marketing strategies behind attracting and retaining more patients. Patient Growth Accelerator Academy is designed to empower people like you with an actionable roadmap, one-on-one support, and in-depth practical training and resources that you'll need to be more successful at what you do. So if you spent countless hours trying to figure this thing out, trying to enhance your patient experience, and you're frustrated and tired of getting little to no results, then register today at patientgrowthaccelerator.com or click the link in my show notes below. Again, thank you for joining me for today's episode on how to improve your patient experience. And if you need to get access to the free downloads for this episode, please go to patientgrowthaccelerator.com forward slash downloads. I've also linked to it in the show notes below.